If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. An Elio's original. You think you have the potential to be a serial killer? No, no, but I think I could get killed. Oh, you're on the opposite side. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I could be that murderer. (laughs) And I was like, oh, interesting. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. Welcome to The Margaret Cho, where we talk to people you know and people you should know. It's Mortal Minority Month, and today we are talking with Irene Tu about Charles Inc. Thank you for coming. Oh, I like your shirt. There's snakes, 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 snakes. Thank you so much. Is it too much with the green on green? I love it. Great. Because this doesn't read as like, you know, like sometimes like a sage or army green, it really reads almost like black or white. There's something neutral about it. Okay. So um, it looks good. Thank you. But I love snakes. Um, I love, I have a lot of tattoos of snakes. Uh-huh. And I love them as an animal. Um, I don't really know that much about snakes. They're uh, really beautiful. Um, when I go to Hong Kong, um, I'll have some snake soup. Sure. Which tastes like... I mean, mm, I feel like everything tastes like chicken. It tastes like chicken, but it like really does take, like, taste like... It tastes like uh, Campbell's chicken noodle soup. There's something oh. very, very chickeny, but also very like uh, American about the chicken soup that you have. Like, you no, know, the snake soup. Huh. Have you had it? No, I actually have not. I would love to. It's very um, stringy in the same way that chicken is, but it's, I think it's something that you eat like in the winter. Okay. When it gets cold. But it's not like one of those things that you eat because it like gives you more I think there's libido a, or I whatever. I think there's an element of that. Yeah. And then, then if you're going to do that, then you would have like um, maybe the, the snake heart in like rice wine or like oh, snake sure. bile or blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you have, when you like just eat snake, um, it's kind of, uh, it, it, I, I think it's just like, it's sort of a winter kind of a comfort food. Huh. It's So good. it's just like, just like chicken noodle soup. It tastes yeah. like, it tastes like chicken noodle soup from an envelope, not even a can. From an envelope. You know, maybe it's a place I went, but it does have like, That's if so you funny. put it inside some, um, sour cream, you could make a dip. 
that kind of a feeling. Although you I wouldn't just, serve yeah, that. You just serve that at your Super Bowl party. Maybe I might not. I might not. But um, I used to have a few bottles of snake wine, which I think is Vietnamese. And that's the wine's made out of snake. No, but they like package it with a snake inside to make Whoa. it sort of like a look exotic. Okay. I, I don't. I never drank it, so I, I don't really know because I don't really drink alcohol because I get red. Do you get red? Oh yeah, I can't drink. I think I'm like very allergic. Yeah. Um, and I, if I drink any amount of hard liquor within an hour, I will like vomit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's hard for our system. And um, the only kind of alcohol that I don't have a bad reaction to is probably like soju, because really? it's Korean. But it's still. It, but I still it, that's like a, a high alcohol content. Very high, and it tastes like kerosene. It, it's terrible. It's gross. But I get very very red. But you still can you can still hold it down. Pretty much, but it's just like, I, I mean, you know, all all sorts of any kind of like alcohol is never good. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I could drink, but I don't like the taste of it is beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, I don't like how it tastes. And yeah. I can't get drunk because mm-hmm. I just either, I get immediately just start vomiting. Yeah. So it's, there's never like a fun drunk period. No, no. It's so, better yeah. to not drink anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, when I was in college and stuff, you know, like people drink and I'm just like, well, I'm just here and boring. Right, or like in comedy. Um, well, and in comedy is all in bars, too. Yeah. And everyone's like, let's hang out and drink. And I'm like, I'll just drink water. Right. It's just, well, most comics I know smoke pot. That's sort of like the comics drug. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of comics are also sober now. So yeah. it's also totally fine if you don't yeah. drink. Right. I mean, I like it. I, I'm sober myself. So I, I like being uh, without substances. It just makes my life easier. Yeah. But uh, I remember when I... Uh, would smoke pot i would smoke pot with other comics we would always go outside yeah i mean pot. i'll still go hang out in the pot circle outside yeah i'm just hanging yeah <laughs> they're all fun people out there yeah totally so you never did drugs or anything like that no i've tried pot one time in college mm-hmm. um didn't work maybe i did it wrong truly yeah don't know. yeah and then i was like this is not for me no. anyways so it's I just weird was like, whatever yeah and it's bad to smoke anyway well that's the thing it's like i don't i already am like pretty sensitive to like that kind of stuff like dust smoke yeah so i'm like oh if i'm inhaling it i don't think it's gonna make me feel better yeah it's not good yeah it's not good um well i'm so happy to be with you here now what we're doing it's an episode of my podcast it's called mortal minorities where we talk about asian americans who are either perpetrators of crimes or are victims of crimes i love it and uh, do do you uh have a of a, pr- a true crime interest um i love watching all those kind of like shows on TV, like SVU, yeah, NCIS, yeah. Mm-hmm. Criminal Minds. Mm. I mean, not the all of those are fake, you know. Well, they're actually based on true cases, some of them. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. yeah but the like the shows itself, it's not right. real people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really follow the real killers. Mm-hmm. I only know from TV shows, right? Yeah. Right. I do. I do like cr- crime TV shows myself, and and then I um I think that uh, and I'm very interested in true crime um podcasts and Mm. uh, that kind of stuff. I think because I want to know what happens so that I can prevent maybe that happening to me. (laughs) Like, you know, like I want to know like different things, like just to be safe, I guess. An idea. You you think you have the potential to be a serial killer? No, no, but I think I could get killed. Oh, you're on the opposite side. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, I could be that murderer. (laughs) And I was like, oh, interesting. Well, I I could definitely see um, getting killed. Like I can definitely see like 
okay, you know, whatever, like this happened. You know, I'm like, I try to be extra careful um, in my life in general, just, you know, when in whatever. But I, I feel like if I learn about crime and how it happens, that maybe I'll be able to pre- prevent something from happening. But I feel like it's also a lot of times random. Yeah, very random. Like, it's always like these serial killers just bumped into a person on a bad day. And then they're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm murdering you now. It wasn't part of right. the plan. And it's also like, um, it, you know, these crimes of opportunity where people just sort of like come up. They come up upon a situation and then they just take the opportunity. Exactly. You know, but um, in the case that we're going to talk about today, this one was really interesting. A lot of the people affected by this case came from San Francisco. And this happened in the 80s. And we're talking about a murderer named Charles Ng. Now, Charles Ng is Chinese American. And uh, he was born in 1960 in British Hong Kong. I'm totally reading out of Wikipedia right now, by the way. I um, also had never heard of this guy before. Okay. Before so he- we you know we decided yeah. to do this one he is interesting because um this i remember in the uh, 80s was the first time i had an awareness of an asian american who was a killer yeah that's what i'm saying it's so fascinating it's so fascinating we don't hear about any like asian serial killers yeah because it's like that's just something that uh we just don't do yeah. I mean, we just don't do that. I mean, I mean, or most we do people, it so well, nobody's caught. Or maybe us. don't know, they don't know. But yeah. most people, um, when you think of a serial killer, you think of an older white man, hundred percent. And he did have a partner who was an older white man um, named Leonard Lake, and they uh, ended up kidnapping and uh, raping and killing many, many people. I mean, I don't exactly know. I think that they they say up to twenty five people were his victims. Um, but um, it's something that was really interesting to me just because it was San Francisco and it was like Asian Americans just, you just would never think of. Yeah. Cause especially with Asian men, I feel like they're always seen as very like docile mm-hmm. and like uh, emasculated. Right. So the fact that this guy is killing people and raping them mm-hmm. is like kind of doesn't make sense to us. Well, it's it's something that it's kind of like um, maybe it because of the uh, archetype that we have around Asian men, maybe that was something that he was in his own way um, trying to rebel against. Yeah, fascinating. You know, and... Um, he was uh, like, screw you guys. Yeah. I'm going to kill all these people. I'm going to do this. And um, he and, and uh, this other guy, um, Leonard Lake, well, they had like this place in Calaveras County, which was this remote cabin. And um, they would get together and they built they uh, had built this thing like a dungeon. And um, they wanted to uh, kind of just get these like families and basically um, kill the men and infant, infants immediately and keep the women alive and rape and torture them before murdering them or allowing them to die of their injuries. It's like a very terrible, horrible situation. And I know that they had like videotaped a lot of the encounters. You yeah, know. I read about that. And that's horrific. It's so horrible. You know, and sometimes when you watch these uh, murder shows, they'll actually show some of the clips of the videos where you, you sort of see them talking and um, you sort of, it's mostly Leonard Lake talking and then sort of uh, Charles and kind of going in um, and doing stuff. But it's it's highly disturbing. Yeah. It's highly upsetting. And, um, 
You know, I just, I couldn't imagine having to endure stuff like that, you know, but also have it be shown in court and then later shown on television. It's awful. Yeah, especially if you, you, like, your family has to watch that. If you were the one that got raped or murdered. Yeah. And then you have to be there. It's so crazy. And I remember when this case happened. So um, what what they did get apprehended um, one of the things that um, Charles Ng had uh, he, his entire life is he was always um, shoplifting. I think that he had some kind of a, um, like he's a kleptomania. Klepto? Yeah. yeah, I think he was a kleptomaniac because he couldn't not do it. He had to do it. And so when they were caught, it wasn't because of the murders. They were caught because he was trying to uh, steal something from a hardware store. <laughs> like he was stealing like um, something that like like an axe or something. Like, But they... But they got caught because of that. And then um, when they got caught, Le- they separated them and Leonard Lake took a cyanide pill and committed suicide, which is such a coward's way out because he just didn't want to be apprehended. He didn't want to go to prison. So he committed suicide. So then they knew something was up. Oh, and they're then, like, oh yeah, this man, they're trying to steal something and then he just dies. Kills himself. Yeah, so clearly, clearly, it's like something's going on. Yeah. Um, so uh, after uh, Leonard Lake committed suicide, um, Ng fled to Canada where he lived, um, and his sister lived in Canada, and they. Um, so wait, before when he fled, did they know he had murdered people, or I they think just were suspecting that he had done something wrong? They uh, had known they had that something was going on because um, they uh, they found um, the the cars that they were driving were like obviously not theirs, and you know, like they were like registered to uh, one of the victims who had disappeared. And um, so when they went they, and they looked, looked at the property, they found um, buried buckets with IDs and names, you know, so they could see like some of these people. And then they also found videotapes. I don't of, know how they let them uh, let him flee to Canada. Yeah, well, with he, all of that. He, I mean, I think he had fled before they even knew. Oh, so they didn't find this. Stuff he, um, he, he fled to Calgary and he probably would have been there for a while until uh, he was charged with shoplifting. Oh my god! And sentenced to four and a half years in prison. That's so, it. Oh no, just for the shoplifting. Just for the shoplifting. Oh, so when he was in serving his sentence, he was in he was in there, and uh, he uh, they were trying to extradite him um, back to the United States. But Canada doesn't have a death penalty, so he kept on trying to appeal, saying, you know, like, well, if I go back to Cal- California, I'll I'll be executed, which you know, sure. Which, yeah, that's probably right. But I mean, I think that that I don't know. I don't have an opinion about execution exactly. I yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either. Yeah, I don't really know. Because I'm like, I feel like if you murdered 25 people and mm-hmm. you are guilty, I don't know if you should live the rest of your life. I don't know how right. I feel about it. I mean, I also do think though that um, execution is kind of an easy way out as well. That's true. I guess you're not really. They're not suffering. Right, and the then it's um, it's kind of like uh, you know you, you you sort of have I I'm I'm not sure you know and then they, there there's a, there's a situation where I was working with somebody who was innocent who was on death row and That's, I that that part does suck yeah I I worked with him I helped to publish his book and um of course he uh was exonerated mm-hmm. it's Damien Eccles and the West Memphis Three they were all exonerated but they spent about 18 years in prison Damien oh was gosh. most of that time on death row yeah so um 
it was really gratifying when they were set free. And it was very obvious that they did not commit this murders that, that you know. Yeah. So that uh, I thought. Uh, but after that particular situation, I sort of had to reexamine and think about like, well, what do I actually feel about the death penalty? Obviously, if it's unjustified, like, you know, when it, the person's course. innocent, of course, yeah, of course you've got to, like, yeah. you know. But um, if they are guilty, such as Charles Ng, I don't know. I mean, I think... Yeah, I'm not sure. He is. Uh, he was convicted of 11 of the 12 homicides uh, that um, he didn't convict. Uh, get convicted of the last one. Well, it's um, they were deadlocked on the last charge oh when he gosh. was finally uh, tried in February 1999. He was sentenced to death, um, but he remains on death row now in San San Quentin, um, which I guess they haven't had an execution in San Quentin since 2006. So wow. I, I don't know. Um, so how does that, yeah, how does that work? They just like, is it just like him appealing and then so they can't put it like. I don't know. Kills? I don't know how that works. I mean, I think what know? it is, is like, I think it's not just him. It's not just about him. It's just that at San Quentin, they haven't had an ex- execution. Oh. Maybe for whatever reason. I'm not sure exactly and d- and, uh, didn't what that we means. Like over, didn't we just um, get rid of the death penalty? I thought that's what we I voted on last year. I don't know. Or whatever I don't election know. it was I don't that remember. I voted. Because I yeah. think I voted to get rid of the death penalty, mm-hmm. even though I still don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah, I kind of don't know. Like, I think, yeah, it's one of those things, like, I wonder what that must be like if you're, like, uh, working there as part of, um, like, staff. Like, where does that mm-hmm. sort of make you... Yeah, you I know, wonder how they feel. Yeah, like when you, if you have to do that, I think that something like lethal injection, that they have a bunch of buttons that they're not sure who's pushing. They, you push all the buttons, but you don't know who actually does it. There's something randomized about it. Whoa. Uh, uh, that you don't have to have sort of like oh, absorb the guilty. Oh, you don't feel like you killed the person right. because you're just pushing You're just pushing buttons. some random buttons. I, I don't know if I made that up in my mind, but... <laughs> I mean, that would be... If it, if you didn't make that up, they should do that if that's yeah. what they're not doing yet. So there's something about where you're um, executing somebody, but you don't have the conscience... You're not like consciously doing it. Yeah, so you don't feel guilty about it yeah. later. I guess, I, there, I guess I hadn't thought about that part of it too, is like someone is actually yeah. killing people i mean execution so far like the methods have changed over the years i mean so many different ways um i always my favorite if i had to pick a favorite yeah would be um firing squad oh you'd want i want the firing squad squad. because i want the cigarette and the blindfold and it looks cool i mean it i mean i'm sure it doesn't look cool but it's like i'm sure i wouldn't think that if it was happening but there's something about it that is very uh butch true and i also feel like it's very public it's very public yeah so it's like whatever um kind of statement that is you're going to make about your death is is going to be very amplified yeah um it's bloody it's fast it's still a little painful it's painful but it's probably pretty brief yeah pretty pretty quick like you'll you'll feel it but then you'll immediately die yeah i mean i think um that would probably be preferable to hanging, which is also pretty public. Yeah, I, I'm not into the hanging. Hanging, yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable. It's really, it really freaks me out. And that's yeah. like real, like, um, also just reminds so, me of lynching. Too. Yeah, there's so, there's much, like so much horrible history, history yeah. around it. It's just an awful, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's an awful method. And, um, if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. It's yeah, yeah, it's bad. I think well, uh I guess um stoning, I think that would oh. suck. Yeah, that would suck. I cuz I feel like nobody's very good at stoning well, other people. It's so stoning is just so kind of there's something dodgeball about it. Yeah. That's very, you're just like... It's very amateur. Yeah, it's just like people throwing rocks. <laughs> it's just like bull, like a bully. Yeah, and there's just, it seems kind of messy. Yeah, and I, I, I truly don't think, it would take quite a, a few stonings to like get yeah, the person. Yeah, it would that's, take a long time. A yeah. I don't think, I don't think that would be good. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, lethal injection is probably the your best bet if you had to go that way. Yeah, I think, but if I were in the chair i I think that would be sad if i died that way it seems very sad and lonely. like a lethal injection yeah also electric chair is terrible too oh that yeah, looks really terrible that. that's like i mean you know what i hate it's like if i'm like um staying someplace where it's snowing outside and then i'm my feet are on the carpet and i'm walking real fast and then i hit my doorknob and an electric shock well, yeah yeah i hate that so much that yeah, you definitely can't have the I couldn't chair. I, if the electric chair would just be the worst. I also wonder what it looks like with your hair. Like does it like poof up? I think know? that they also have to shave par- at least part of your head to get the electrodes on there. Oh my god. Which is fine. T- I don't care about that, but like I think it it's I would just rather just shave the whole head. Yeah. Because then it's, at least it's aesthetically a little bit more. I didn't realize they were putting the things on people's heads. I think so. I thought it was just like a, you just strap down and something I think, happened and I think with they the lower shave part a part of your leg too. What? And then they put a strap around there. I don't know. I think it's much more involved. Yeah, than, that's way more complicated than I thought. I thought you yeah. just get strapped in the chair. They like basically stick you with a wire and then yeah. you die. No, I think it's like they have to shave your leg. Oh my God. I think there's like a lot going down. Can you imagine if you had to shave the person? Mm-hmm. yeah that chair? would be weird yeah that would just be weird that's your job that would be a weird thing to do i mean i i think that yeah it's like um yeah i don't know if any of this is going to happen to charles Zang. i don't know what's going to happen to charles Zang. I, I mean he I, might just live i think he's just going to live because i mean and he's he's about uh, 60 now oh he's not that old he's he's young i mean as far as this you know and he's been in uh prison now for kind of a long time um and i i mean it's just a weird like I think that like when I look at him and I I sort of read about him I think oh he's like an uh he's an incel. He's the, like an OG incel. Yeah, he's like um one of the founding fathers of oh incel. God. Like it's like this is that that sort of I think that's kind of what it is. That's sort I of think that, that is vibe. What it is. Yeah. 
like a very He's like I can't talk to women. Yeah, misogynist and, and like has to uh, kill women because he just can't stand that that their power over yeah. him or anything. That's so crazy. Yeah, but does he feel guilty about any of this? You know, it's so weird because I I think he doesn't really have a sense of that. You don't have a sense of him having sort of a regret or. Or, yeah, because when I was reading, I didn't really say anything where he was like, no. oh, I feel bad, and now I'm no. born again, or whatever. No, he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, he just does, he just seems That's very, insane. like, non-responsive um, about any of it. So maybe he's kind of, maybe it is just sort of like, he just doesn't care. There's a real selfishness when it comes, I mean, especially, like, to not um, want to come out of, like, Canada and to use that against, you know, being extradited, that yeah, they're going to execute insane. me. Yeah. You know, that is so, there's so many selfish things about that, that, um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a sense of like regret or, or anything or guilt yeah, there's, or anything. There's clearly something off mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. That there, there's something about him that reminds me of, uh, Cho Sung Wee, who is the, um, uh, shooter at Virginia Tech. Okay. Who, um, he, uh, I think he killed 31 people and 32 including himself and he um also had a lot of issues about women and real anger towards them and then there was a kind of sometimes you would look at their picture and there was a real emptiness behind their eyes you know which i think is like i don't know what that i couldn't say that's a there's like way i got to diagnose that yeah but there's an emptiness that is just like sort or if there's anything there's like kind of a blank rage well, did 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 that person's parents ever say anything about him or yeah. Charles? Oh, uh, well, with um, I don't know if the family had said much about Charles Ng, but I know that with Cho Sung Wee, I remember when that happened. Um, Korea actually apologized, which is such a weird thing <laughs> to do. Weird. It's super weird. Because he was he was like American. Yeah, he's American. Yeah, yeah. So Korea was like, sorry, and but. <laughs> It's like well, weird. It's not it had fault. nothing to do with you. It truly had nothing to do with but you. But I think it was like the part of it was the parents had a lot of regret because they they had uh something against putting um him into an institution. Oh. That 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 there was something at some point developmentally that they had some reservations about his treatment. And they didn't they didn't really fully engage themselves in actively treating him and that's gotcha. part of the parents regret around that as far as i know that, that also might be like cultural too it is cultural yeah. i mean my family they don't uh, i have a lot of mental illness in my family but they um often they don't talk about it they don't go into therapy and every few years somebody will jump out the window oh my gosh but never a very high floor so it's <laughs> like they're not that serious about it yeah <laughs> so they're kind of serious but not that serious yeah, yeah. so it's a, like a mild so to middling like, it's problem fine. it's fine it's like we don't need to talk about it it's, i mean it's, it's not fine. great but we're it's, doing yeah fine. we're doing fine and i remember my cousin was uh treated for her anorexia she was very very anorexic and um she had uh jumped out the window oh my gosh and they um went she moved into a mental hospital and then her mom moved in with her to make a big show of it. Oh, my kind of God. like we're gonna we're in this together. So what? the mom kind of to- stole her um, thunder. Girl interrupted thunder. Yeah. Her mom interrupted her. Girl interrupted thunder. I mean, she must have hated that also. Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. I think like she just started eating because she was just like, "Fuck this yeah. shit." <laughs> 
so it kind of worked. It kind of worked. Um, it kind of worked. So but yeah, that, that's sort of the way that my family deals with mental illness. Not head on. It's kind of just from the side. Yeah, but I think that's that's a lot of like Asians. Yeah, yeah. we just don't like want culturally. to admit yeah. that there's problems, especially mentally. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, that, I mean, that's part of like the model minority myth is that we really um, don't act like those problems apply to us. Yeah, or that we can just solve it. Or like uh, if yeah. we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Right. We can solve it unto ourselves. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, that's not the way to go about it either. No. But I'm also guilty about it. I just read a lot of self-help books and I'm like, yeah. I, I'll work on myself. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to therapy. I've actually been institutionalized, which I really shine in an institution, by the way. <laughs> I look great when I'm there. And, and I star of I, the, I really the get, I'm the star yeah. always. I, get, I always get all of the prizes. I always win all the talent shows and everything. So it's funny. really great. But I, uh, I do love the luxury of taking a pause in life and going, I need to just be put away for a while. Oh, yeah. I've thought about that, too. I'm like, it, it seems nice to just not have to do normal day-to-day yeah. things and just be in a place yeah. for a amount of time. And, it helps. You know, time stops. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's really... It, it's a really good thing to do, especially because show business can be really crazy. Totally. And make you crazy. And so if you can prevent bad things from happening, um, my way of doing that is ensuring that I have some good mental health resources at my disposal if I need it. And that can be up to like going and living somewhere for a while. Yeah, but the, the, the main issue is it's so expensive. That's true. Yeah, it's definitely like a... There's an income disparity with that. It is. It, like it's you really. You, it's yeah. Like it's not affordable. It's if, not. Yeah. But it's also like, um, what's your life worth? You know, for me, it's no, like, well, sure. what's my life worth? I, I, it's worth that. But it's also like a lot of people can't necessarily. No, that's afford what I'm saying. That. Like I've had friends that like debated whether or not they could go because they're like, well, I could go, but how am I going to pay for it later? Right. You know. Right. It's, it's very. So expensive. It's very very expensive and. But it's it's like, um, yeah, a lot of Asian Americans or Asian families like would just never consider sure. putting yeah, their yeah. kids into anything like that or like I mean, anything. It's like, it seems like shameful. Yeah. Yeah. This is those, what the, the secretive yeah. nature of like the way that our lives are, you know, they, they don't like to talk about problems. Yeah. And then these big problems happen. So I don't know. I don't know what Charles Ng's family sort of had to deal with when they were sort of raising him. And it's a different era too. So it would be like the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s. So immigration was different. The idea of like, what is a man? What is an Asian American man? Mm-hmm. Like, it's very different. So I don't know. I'm like fascinated nobody's done like a documentary about this. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, what is the uh, reflection of like the... um sort of minority status, the uh, juxtaposition of male archetypes as opposed to like who you feel you are, uh, that feeling of being really indiv- invisible like as an Asian American because we never saw each other on, on TV or ourselves on TV or movies, not until I guess the 90s pretty much. Yeah. So like what does that do to somebody, you know, that feeling of invisibility? Hey, maybe if he saw your sitcom, maybe he would have not murdered all of these people. I mean, <laughs> maybe... Uh, or, um, you know, like, I wonder if that's even a part of his thinking, like, is like that need to be seen. Is it the same? Is it's, Because there's something so um, foreign, not just foreign, like, 
Chinese, it's foreign, like human being behind his eyes. There's an emptiness that's like, I don't even know what kind of person this is. Right. You know, the blankness. I'm still like, I still think it's crazy they didn't catch him until he was just stealing stuff. Yeah. Maybe because they just didn't suspect him. Well, I was just going to say it was probably that. They were like, it can't be this Chinese guy. Yeah. It can't possibly There's be. No way. It's got to be some white guy we missed. Yeah. And, but it was this, these two guys just living up in Cal- Calaveras County. It's so strange. That's so crazy. I don't know. But I, I think that it's something, yeah, they should do a documentary about it. I bet they're. I feel like they should, they, they definitely should do a documentary about yeah. it. Yeah. They're, and he's still alive. There's interest. So they yeah. should totally like, they should get go in interview. there and ask. And, yeah. You know, I would be curious to know um, so much because it's just. His it's parents a, might very be alive too. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. They're probably around. It's like a, it's such a weird, weird case. Weird situation. Weird person. But uh, I'm glad we got to do this. Me too. I'm glad. Where can people find out about you and your shows and your comedy, which is very funny, and uh, where you can be seen on anywhere? You can uh, find my website, irene2.com. My mm-hmm. last name's T-U. Mm-hmm. Or on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, social media, at Irene underscore T-U. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of stand-up mostly. Yeah. And then... You know, we'll see if I have some projects coming out soon on yes. the internet. You know, I, like I never it. want to jinx it, so yeah, you know, just Google me; it'll it'll come up. Yeah, yeah. well, I want to see. I want to see. Sure. We will see. Thank you, Irene. Taking Thanks so much, Margaret. My dreams waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.